For some of you, it's your first time. For others, it is not. But for today, I would like to welcome you all to Epic Realms. Friends and enemies, heroes and villains, welcome to Epic Realms. Our guest today is an amazing musician, singer, songwriter. He started showing up on stage just four years ago in about 2018. He's been featured in magazine interviews and radio. He's also performed on stages with the likes of Tyler, the Creator, the Wu-Tang Clan, and Ludacris. Please welcome Nerdy to the Epic Realms. How are you doing? Yo, thank you so much for having me. It is a dope night. We out here. It's a Monday night. The air is right. And I'm ready to do some some talking, some podcasting, some Twitch streaming. For those that are that are in the live stream, we uh we might have gotten a little distracted about wrestling talk. So, yeah. so just bear with it. It probably will come up at some point in time. <laughs> you know, I, I caught your show in Gen Con and I was curious, were you had you been to Gen Con before you were a performer? So before I was a performer, I've never been, I had never been to Gen Con. It was in 2020 when it was all online Okay, that the double clicks and shout out to the double clicks, my homies <laughs> over at the double clicks, they invited me to be a part of the live stream concert series okay. that they were doing. And I don't even know how the double clicks heard of me. Like to be honest with you, I don't know how they heard of me, but um, I said, yeah, that sounds fun. And that was my first introduction to Gen Con was like over the online. And then the next year in 2021, I was like, well, I'll come, like, I'll let me come and perform. And they were like, sure. And then I've been every year. I've been last year and hopefully coming again. So it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Did you get to participate in any of the events at Gen Con? Play any games oh, or role play or any of that kind of stuff? You know I got to play some games. Gen Con is the biggest gaming convention in the world. It's really hard for you to get out of there without playing some sort of game. Right. <laughs> Shout out to all my friends at Super Show, the best professional wrestling card game. Um, they are so much fun every time I... It's my yearly tradition to go and play in their tournament and lose. <laughs> <laughs> particularly good at it but i love playing the game every year i just build my deck a little bit better than i did the year before so it's a lot of fun how does that type of a crowd a gen con type crowd compare to doing other crowds say like at a casino or, or something like yeah. that i think that the gen crowd the gen crowd the gen con crowd is a very it's different because on one hand you know a lot of people who come out to a game board, uh, a gaming convention, especially specifically a board game convention, they're not like the, woo, it's a concert, let's go crazy, let me dance in the aisles type of people. But to that same vein, they get all the references. Like, because right. some of the people who I do shows for when I'm like, you know, I open for Ludacris and I do 20 Cha and I do a whole song about Dungeons and Dragons references nobody gets it like they don't they're, yeah. they're not like oh yeah i know what that means so it's kind of like this fun balance and once you can break out of that kind of introvert shell that a lot of people have it, it's like one of the, my favorite shows to do yeah people dancing around do you, yeah. do you have to build because you you get a whole you got a whole thing going on on stage because you're you're really interactive with the crowd yeah. did you have to build that interactiveness or did you have that from the start well, I was in theater a lot in high school and college. So like, and improv as well. So a lot of like the getting in touch with the crowd that you have in front of you is like a big part of like how I made my mark in performing. So it's not something that I necessarily had to build, but it is something that you have to like do well. You have to do it a lot in order to get it in a place that's like workable for you. Right. Do you have to always, how hard is it to just be on? Are you like an extrovert where it's Ooh. easy to just be like, I'm on? Or are there days where you're like, God, I can't, I can't do this. And how, do you, and how do you transition? 
Yeah, there are days. I think you just kind of turn it on. It's like a job. That's like anybody at a job. I think if you work at a job where you have to like interact with people in any way, like, you know, there's a switch that you kind of flip when it's time to interact with the, with somebody and you're yeah. like, Hey, cool. And honestly, everybody who comes to see my show, whether they've bought a ticket to a convention that I'm performing at, or they bought a ticket to come see me, they are the customer. You know what I mean? They took the time and their hard earned money to come and listen to me perform. So I want to give them the best possible experience that I can give them because this is my job. Like I like to do it and I want to show people that I am honored to do it. So even on those days where I'm like, ugh, I don't know. I'm like, yo, I'm living my dream. I'm making music and getting paid for it. So at the end of the day, like I can just like put some of that stuff aside and then just perform. And when I get home, if I just need to lay down and turn off all the lights, I will do that. Yeah, for sure. You have a whole entourage, uh, at least at Gen Con you did. Is that, did you start off with a whole entourage or was it just you putting the music together and then you brought people in? How did that, how does that come yeah. about for you? Well, I started off in rock and roll, so I wasn't always in a hip hop position. Okay. So a lot of the people in my band, shout out to the Friendly Neighborhood Spider Band, by the way. Uh, but like other people in my band were in my band before. And so they, we've kind of been rolling together, rocking with each other for over 10 years now. Okay. So like we are all pretty good friends. We've added new people since then. We've all gotten really close. Um, but yeah, it is it is a one-man show with the exception of like, shout out to DJ Hayes, who does so much of my production work. Um, it is a lot to juggle sometimes, but I love being able to do full band shows with the whole group because then I have the, the crew with me, you know, my pirate crew. We get to sail the east, west, north, south blue together. So it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> nice. Did you uh, did you have big inspirations when it came to writing some of your music um, going into it? Obviously, you talked about having a song that's entirely about D&D. Um, yeah, what yeah. are some of your other inspirations for your work? Is it, is it all like geeky gaming, you know, wrestling related stuff or are there other things involved as well? There are other things. It's not just, you know geek culture nerd culture i mean obviously you have professional wrestling video games cartoons like anime there's a lot of stuff that i make music about that i like a whole lot mm -hmm. but also there's like social change and you know um activism work and just being a young black kid in america yeah has allowed me to have a, a different perspective uh than some other people in the same genre especially nerdcore which ironically as a hip-hop form is pretty saturated in like the white perspective so um it's really cool to be able to be a part of it in a way that's different than you know some of the other big names not that they're like all bad people or anything like that but like it's just like interesting to like be able to provide that example right did you ha ever have issues coming up with content to make for songs or you know writer's block singer's block oh, yeah. as it were and how do you oh. how do you tackle that kind of stuff when you're when you're putting something together um deadlines are helpful i was gonna say I'm is there a, a time crunch where you're like i don't have a choice yeah deadlines are helpful like knowing when i want to put something out will help me like go like well i gotta write this song because we need to have the record done so you're gonna have to figure something out uh that's really fun it helps me do it but honestly writer's block I've been trying to just let inspiration come as it comes. The best way to do that is just to live life. Go see your friend, friends, see your family, live, go walk around outside, enjoy the world that we're in. Because as an artist, your job is to like talk about it. So yeah. if you're just sitting in a room being like, I got to write, I got to write, I got to write, I got to write. Eventually, you're going to get really repetitive. It's all going to sound the same because you're just sitting in a room going, I got to write, I got to write, I got to write, I got to write. So like, go out, live some life and come back with some experiences that you can then just you it will just come out of you and go on to, you know, the, into the microphone and then off to the world. Yeah, I think emotions are a huge emotions and experiences are a huge, huge asset yes. in any performing art, really. You know, you get stand up comedians, you get musicians, you get, you know, actors, and they all they all draw from those situations. Uh, yeah, 
most of the best, you know, like I said, stand-up comedy, a lot of the best stand-up comedy is stuff where they're like, yeah, I went to a grocery store and blah, 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 blah. And then, this and then you're like, that is funny as heck. I've experienced that. Um, do you, Because there's that relatability. Do exactly. you ever feel um, that you hit a point you talked about, like, ludicrous? Do you have a, ever feel like you don't have a relatability with certain crowds? Or do you feel that you can relate with pretty much any crowd? I think I have... Um a pretty good relationship with uh, the crowds I go and hang out with. And, and every time I do a show, I think I can find something to connect with people in. I will say, and you know, like I always tell people like, yo, I, I get a, I get enough gigs that I'm allowed to be honest, but like, I can say that like some of the harder gigs to do are like corporate gigs, like corporate, like big fortune 500 company gigs. Yeah. A, a lot of those are private. So it's not like go bring a bunch of your friends. Right. And then a lot of times it's just like, there is an intern or a millennial or younger who is like super into like, we're going to shake up the space and we're going to do this really cool thing. We want you to come in and do this. And so I get up on stage and it's just a room full of people whose like pocket watches could pay my, by my rent for the next 15 years. And they just look at me and I'm just like, well, I'm going to sing some songs about Dragon Ball Z. Hope you guys <laughs> are ready for that. And they're just look, they just kind of look around and they're just like, I don't know what this kid's doing here. I mean, we still, I still end up having fun and good music can really like break down some of those barriers. It's yeah. talent, uh, talent will do that, but it is a lot more of an uphill battle with something like that. Yeah, for sure. Do you, <laughs> do you find any, uh, any issues with like brainstorming ideas or do you, do you brainstorm with friends coming up with music or do you just do it all yourself? When I have like a feature, I do like when I have a feature, like so most recently my feature with uh uh Crowfather, shout out to Crowfather, um my newest single, great performer. We did sit down in my living room and talk about it a little bit. Okay. It just be and the concept was a little heavier, you know, about like you know, faking it till you make it, pretending to be cool when you're not, you know, sometimes that can like have a little bit more of like delicate touch with yeah. something like that. So we did have a time to talk. But a lot of times, my music's really personal to me. So a lot of times, I just take that time to figure it out myself. Um, I've not put out songs because I've been like, you know, this might not be something that I should speak on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, this is not my lane. I'll let someone else talk about it. Do you ever so reach like, out to I, anybody else that you think would be better and be like, hey, yeah. I had this idea for a song and I, it's not my platform, but I think it might be mm -hmm. your platform. Yeah, I don't ever actually told anybody that, hey, like, is this something you want to talk about? Because I figure if it is something that they are steeped in, they'll probably have already like got that under control. Yeah. But I will ask, like, hey, I'm thinking about writing a song about this topic that isn't 100%, you know, in my alley. Could you give me some, you know, advice? Could you tell me if this is even a good idea. Yeah. Like give me some, and, and, and nobody's a monolith and nobody represents an entire community, but I think it's important to ask your friends that are different than you. Like when you have those moments. Yeah, for sure. When you're mm, putting together yeah. music, uh, mm. do you like, do you have instruments that you particularly play? Do you play instruments? Do you, is it all I digital? Do you have other people? Do the ivories a little bit. Okay. And I used to play bass and I way back in the day, I played okay. trombone. Um, I love horns. So I like to put horns on everything, but a lot of times I let the musical creation up to different people who are really passionate about that. And I can use my lyrics and stuff like that. Cause that's where I shine and singing i will say that i've been very lucky that my band is super talented because i am kind of like a warlock when it comes to music like <laughs> i don't it's not about intelligence or knowing what the spells are doing it's very much charisma based focus so i'm just like i wanted to go skibbity bop bop badoobity bop and then everyone has to find out what skibbity bop <laughs> and because i know what it is in here and it's yeah. hard to translate it I was gonna say, what is mouth. what is kind of the process sitting down? Because like, you know, you, do you write do you write the lyrics and then they write the music, or do they write the music and go, oh, I gotta make lyrics to that? Um, it's kind of both. Sometimes I work with producers who have like beats already set up, okay. and then I'm just go like, ooh, this beat makes me feel X Y Z. 
I'm going to write about X, Y, Z. Um, sometimes it's like, I feel like speaking about ABC and now I need to find a beat or, or an instrumental that sounds like ABC. Other times I do it all by myself. I'm saying it in my room. I'm like in my, in my closet, just being like, and then it's going to go. And I'm like, okay, cool. Record that on your phone and then bring it to the band and be like, okay, listen to me say bound and out and out a bunch of times and let's get this down <laughs> into real musical <laughs> like notes yeah and it works out it's worked out really well yeah that's awesome to be able to you know pluck it right out of your mind and be like this is what i want and then they just yes and that's that's the beauty with music because people that love music they'll hear what you're saying and they'll go oh yeah i get i get what you're putting down and then they'll just yeah. nail it, you know. So do, have you ever had a time where they didn't nail it, where they're like, no, that's not what I'm hearing? Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. I don't think it'll happen. They're too talented. <laughs> did you, so you mentioned you were in like a rock band. Earlier yeah, rock and roll. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have like, well, obviously you did. What kind of musical influence did you have growing up to get to this point? Yeah, well, I loved 80s hair metal. I still do. It's one of my favorite genres of music. So 80s hair metal is big for me. Sister Christian by Night Ranger is my favorite song in the world. Anybody, okay. You ask anybody. Uh, big into it. You know, Motorhead is, oh gosh, you played that song. It's dope. But, you know, you know Stevie Wonder, um, other bands, Prince, clearly, you know, Minnesota Boy is yeah. Prince um, anytime. Uh, is super great obviously all the greats like and then even people like chance the rapper and outcast when i started doing hip-hop like i have a lot of musical influences that have allowed me to like get to where i am musically but yeah back when rock and roll we did we did a whole lot like we were trying <laughs> we are our, our final band name because we switched our names a lot our final na- band name ended up being black genesis which was what if phil collins was black we're black Genesis because a lot of people thought we were a metal band because that sounds very metal, but we very much were not. That's great. I love, I love Genesis. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't love Genesis? Right. The, uh, uh, they were on the, when he, he made his return like a couple years ago and he showed up on the tonight show and yeah. watching quest love just nail those the drum solo for that it's like yes like i was watching i was like i gotta watch phil collins and he nailed it and i jumped up i was like yes he nailed it yes we love it <laughs> was there ever a, a musical instrument that you wished you could have uh learned or you, that you'd like to learn oof i mean i think every at every point in one's life someone wishes they knew how to play the guitar like super crazy well because that would be cool just being able to be like yeah um i also would love to play the keytar i think i'd love to learn how to play that really well because somehow that seems like even cooler because yeah. no one whips out a keytar anymore no if i was in the middle of the stage and i was like <laughs> like i started came in for those of you who are watching or listening to the podcast later there's a lot of hand motions a lot of air guitar a lot of air guitar <laughs> But at the same time, it is essential for what I'm trying to do. So when I go, imagine my hands moving up and down an invisible guitar. So I'd love to, I'd love to learn how to play the guitar. And also, mm, I I wanted to play the trumpet when I was in uh, middle school, but they wouldn't let me. So they let me play, they made me play the trombone instead. So maybe the trumpet. If there was one instrument somebody a solo instrument that you could just listen to like you're like you have to sit down and listen to this for 10 hours what one instrument solo would you listen to and there's nothing else going no nope, nothing else going on just just one instrument then, gu- then guitar probably guitar yeah. or piano or piano because like you could like it, it you can build a whole lot of stuff with that i will say if there was a groove behind it like like a rhythm section groove okay. i will say that a bass a bass solo can get like it is one of like the it's really subtle but when it's pulled off really well oof it's so tasty i love it i love the saxophone i don't know what it is i just i hear a saxophone going in the background it's like yeah i don't know just yeah yeah i'm not a musician so (laughs) maybe in another a lot of saxophones in the band so they're all awesome all my Mm -hmm. saxophone players are great let's uh let's switch gears just a little bit um because we've talked, you're a nerd, geeky culture, role yes. playing. How long have you been role playing? Oh my gosh, since 
forever. I think I played my first Dungeons and Dragons game when I was in sophomore year of high school. Okay. Right. That was like right, right around the time where it was like, I didn't care so much that it would send me to hell forever for playing the game. <laughs> Shout out the nineties satanic panic. <laughs> I, um, I I wasn't allowed to play D anD D. We played GURPS because I wasn't allowed to play D anD D. You were yep, like, "Yeah, mom, yep. we're we're playing GURPS. Yep, we're totally playing GURPS. All right, yeah. get out the D anD D players manual." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So shout out to Dungeons and Dragons. So I used to play. I played that, and I played three point five version for ever, right? Like forever. And then obviously, as things progressed, I went upwards. But I played a whole lot of other games as well. You know, I'm big into the TTPR TTRPG is my jam rpgs are my favorite video game style as well yeah so it's just like i i love it i love it. it's my favorite version of things okay would you prefer to be do you prefer to be a player or a gm that's the question that's always the question when i find yeah. somebody who role plays that's the question i think it depends on the table okay i think it depends on the table i think that if you have a table full of really like hungry and like so like the character focused uh players i'd rather be a dm because a lot of times those people those players as well meaning and exciting as they are they don't leave room for other people to shine yeah and a lot of times it turns out to be whoever's the biggest personality in the group ends up kind of eating up most of the time and then as someone who notices that and feels that as a dm i can kind of just like force the spotlight on other players yeah. to give them their chance to shine but if i'm playing with a group of people who are like really collaborative and everyone's really excited about everybody else's time well then yeah then i like to be a player because like i like to explore like character uh tropes and and, and storylines and stuff like that so it kind of depends on who's at the who's at the table with me okay that's fair enough what uh you mentioned different kinds of games and whatnot is there another system you're playing right now besides oh uh, yeah I love Mask the Next Generation. Mask the Next Generation is so fun. It's like if you ever wanted to play Young Justice, like if you ever want if you like the show Young Justice and if you ever wanted to play a TTRPG that was like very much that that show. Okay. Masks the Next Generation is fantastic. I've also gotten into Mutants and Masterminds, Kids on Bikes. Um, I'm really into Mutant. Oh yeah, I said Mutants and Masterminds. I'll say it again because I like Mutants and Masterminds. Yeah, me too. It's great. Um, Monster of the Week is fun. Um, I like that. I like that game as well. Uh, and I have got. I just bought the Power Rangers TTRPG book, and so I am reading the Power <laughs> no. Rangers TTRPG to see like what that's all about. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I was a. I'm a big. I was a big Power Ranger guy. So like, I was like, "Ooh, if there's a game about it, maybe I figure." True kid out. of the '90s, right there, Power Rangers fan. <laughs> yeah, it's Morphotype, baby. I'm talking Mighty Morphin. I I watched Power Rangers from Mighty Morphin. I think the last season of Power Rangers that I just like watched, like I watched the whole way through. I knew everything was going on in it. Was Ninja Storm? Okay. I think after Ninja Storm, I kind of like was like, I'm done with power rangers but i i i'm not sure okay okay uh what's your favorite class to play in mean, a ish pathfinder yeah my setting. favorite class to play i i love spell casters it's a lot of fun i will say that i've been getting into fighter and fighters more i think there's something about just like it's funny because even though Batman's not my favorite superhero, there's something fun about being the, the regular person in a group full of like, I'm going to throw fire at God. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like the idea of just being right. like, I'm walking up and I'm going to punch you. That's what I'm going to do. I cast I'm punch. Gonna pun <laughs> I'm going to punch you hard. That's all I, <laughs> that's all I can, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to punch you and I'm going to punch you hard. And I, I, I think there was something uh, endearing about that, but also ultimately Warlock and the Warlock-ish vibes have always been really my vibe. It's a lot yeah. of fun to be able to find ways to go around that. I've also been getting really into support characters recently, like finding ways to like make support characters cool. So I'm a forever rogue, moves. forever bard rogue type character. That's 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 nice. me all the way. Uh, Rogues are dope. <laughs> I'm playing a I'm playing a rogue artificer 
at the moment. So I totally get you. Nice. You could play a play a play a bard with a guitar. I could. I could. <laughs> a bard artificial with an electric guitar. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's ready to go. That writes itself. Uh, hey, what about comics? Do you do you read comics? Pay attention to comics? Comic book fan? Uh yes. Uh I have this in the year 2023. My goal is to read a comic every day 365 comics this year is the plan um so i've been reading comics i've been reading comics my whole life but i love comics and i have no you know preference i'm not a marvel kid i'm not a dc kid i read whatever i like yeah and whatever i like i read so um i'm big into comic books i love them i like looking at it that way like i, I usually say i'm a dc guy and it's not that mm -hmm. i favor dc it's just that's that's mostly what i read you know, like mm -hmm. I, I love, I love a Punisher. I love a Spider-Man. I love a Wolverine, especially yeah. in the, in the land of, you know, Marvel cinematic universe. How can you not become a Marvel fan? Uh, I mean, I mean, Marvel has always been pretty fun. I mean, the X-Men, the X-Men are some of my favorite comic books. Mm -hmm. I think I have all of the new Dawn of X stuff. Like I love the X-Men thoroughly, thoroughly love the X-Men. So I'll, I'll read the X-Men. I'll read Black Panther. Super into that. Moon Knight is actually really fun to read. Okay. Um, so like, yeah, there's a lot of really great stuff that Marvel has. Growing up, I was much more of a DC dude um, as well. But also, DC's got amazing comics. It's really hard to like get mad at DC for putting right. out consistently great comics all the time. Right. For sure. For sure. Say they make a movie of a, of a of a DC or a Marvel or whatever. Say they make a movie of a comic book character and they want you to write the write the soundtrack for it. Ooh. Who do you want the movie to be about? Oh no. Oh yeah. See, okay. I'm pulling out all, all the right. stops. I'm going to, I'm going right. to pull some questions on you. You didn't expect. Okay. All right. I got, I got a twofold answer. All right. I got a twofold answer. I got a, I got, then a, you're going to have to explain why <laughs> Yeah, I got a DC. I got a DC answer and a Marvel answer. So okay. no one thinks I'm on any particular. All side. right. Sounds good. Um, I think for DC, if I could make a, if there was going to make a movie and I could write the soundtrack, I would want it to be. This is going to be a, this is going to be a deep cut. Yeah, Jacob Thunderbolt from the Justice Society of America. He is a young black boy who, whether he inherits, I forget exactly how he gets it, but he gets the pen the, the secret super pen that johnny thunderbolt used to use back in the day which releases a genie and he once he says too cool he releases this genie that grants him a wish for the duration of a certain amount of time and then that he does like superhero stuff okay. with a bunch of the old kids but the old guard of the justice society he's a he's a teen titan now but okay. he was a he was a justice society member before i think because my first instinct would be the static shock, but I feel like I, I feel like there's too much there'd be too much competition there. And I'd like to do something completely different that yeah. no one's ever done. So I would do Jacob Thunderbolt. It'd be like, what if Shazam what if Kazam was a superhero? <laughs> and, and, and I and I think that'd be a fun thing to a, a fun thing to see. My Marvel choice. That's so tough. I think if I could do There's so many good ones. Mm -hmm. I think if I could do a soundtrack for a Marvel thing, gosh, that's a lot harder because like Marvel characters are all over the place. I think I would do. I'd want to do one of the X-Men teams. I think I do X static. Okay. I think I'd be doing X-Static, like the, oh, or the New Warriors. No, I'll take it back. I'll do the New Warriors. I think nice. I would probably, it would be the hardest thing I'd ever have to do because New Warriors story, it, it, it starts off like regular superhero team. It gets really weird into like, oh, we're a, we're a reality television show. <laughs> and then it just ramps up super serious, like, like a whole town exploded and it's all our fault. Like, so it would be like, a or maybe very... it's a Disney plus series and you're doing the soundtrack for the Disney plus yeah. series. There you go. So I think the new warriors would probably be my move. Okay. I think that'd be the move for me. 
Now, is it because it, it, it like you like you like those characters, or because it fits your musical taste I and like size? You think the it would characters be good... of newer Night Thrasher is cool, Justice is cool. Um, even in the newer version, I mean, like uh, 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 oh, I just I completely blanked on the name because he's Penance, but he's not Penance all the time. Um, yeah, it's not Golden Boy. It's not Bouncy Boy. Uh, but uh, Marvel Boy, I don't remember what his name is, but he could like, but he bounced everywhere. I liked him, and so I like all the characters in New Justice, and so it'd be cool to do just like music for them. Also, it's a team that nobody really knows, very right. Guardians of the Galaxy esque. Um, even though they're very important to the Marvel universe, like they kicked off one of the biggest events that's ever happened, right? In this, in the, in in this whole comic book world, really, in right. the Civil War, I think that it'd be cool to do a whole. Um, um, uh, a whole soundtrack for them. I think they'd be really fun. Ecstatic would be a close second. Also, because I love the Ecstatic team. Again, a reality television show group of kids. Powers are weird. And I like that kind of stuff. Nice, nice. Have you ever done anything um, along those lines for, obviously, maybe not for a TV show or a movie, but for mm-hmm. like a play or anything like that where they've had you come in and write music or do music for something like that? Uh- haven't yet but if you uh if you're sticking around the nerdy verse for a, a little bit of like time there will be you know there might be some uh, video games you might hear your boy on Ooh. i have done some like video game music that for games that's never come out like i have done like hey we need a song for a super villain we need a song for uh, a hero and like for their test market like we just need something that sounds like this could you make this so that when we bring it to you know the people we bring it to that there's some music in the background yeah. i have done that but nothing like uh serious like this is the soundtrack for the real game okay cool cool but there might be possibly there if we pay be. attention a little thingy uh, thing that's happening okay all right I, I have made some i have made some uh like opening credit music for some uh uh uh, TTRPG games and some okay. live streams and that's kind of fun to do. That is, that is really cool. That is cool, cool, cool. Um, not just cool that you've done it, but that you're willing to do stuff like that as well, you know? Mm. So that's uh, that's awesome. Does that bridge the gap? Is it is it mostly hip-hop? Is it rock? Or does it like, if somebody comes up oh, to you and is like, of, if somebody comes up to you and is like, I'd like to pay you to make me a country song, would you be like, sure, I'm done with that? Sure, yeah, I can make it. Nice. Like, yeah, I can, I can do my best. You know, I'm pretty good at that sort of thing. <laughs> like the the video, the one I made was very Game of Thronesy when I was like making people's stuff for, uh, you know, shout out to the governor and the welcome in. I made a whole thing for their uh, campaign, and it was very, you know, like like it didn't sound like that, but you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was very, it was very much it was in like that. that. Vein is in that vein so i can't do it i can't do it i do like doing that kind of stuff instrumental big i love trailers because i love trailer music right you know what i mean trailer music is some of my favorite where they take a song that everybody knows and they like make it super serious it's like if i'm been to cotton i joe been married a long time ago where did you come from where did you go where did you come from and there's someone like running through a building and they're choking. <laughs> we were shooting everybody where did you come from where did you come from where did you come from, where did you come from? cotton eye boom 2023 you know what i mean like i love that kind of stuff it's that's awesome <laughs> A little little aside. So you and I talked off stream a little bit about wrestling stuff. Yes. Um, I, I did. I trained as wrestling. I wrestled in the Midwest here for five, ten years. And we used to drive through these towns in the middle of nowhere. I don't want to say Hickview, Hicksville nowhere, but that's kind yeah. of what it was. And we being young, stupid kids, we come through the town and we'd roll down the windows and we'd play that song and we'd crank it. Yes. And then we'd like... We'd clap our hands, and then when we drive by somebody that you know had had you know this look very stereotypically hick, I we'd give them the big thumbs up and a big cheesy smile, and they'd look at us like, "We're gonna kill you." Yeah, we did a show, and one of those people was at the show that day, and they were just fuming, and they were just fuming, and luckily the people I was traveling with, they were bad guys beforehand, so they got they got it all taken out of them. So. <laughs> um speaking of, of wrestling 
Actually, let's not speak about wrestling. I want to talk about a song glorious. Well, yes. You have your song glorious, which, you know, and we'll get into wrestling after this, but explain to me, because that samples from Bobby Roode's song. We talked about this a little out of the side. Bobby Roode, yeah. How how does this, how does sampling work? How much can you use? How much are you allowed to do? Kind of how does that work? Because a lot of people uh, don't know. They speculate, yeah. but you mm-hmm. actually do it. Yeah. So a sample is a term that it's used but it's not really that was more of like an interpolation or extrapolation like nothing from the song itself is from the song but it it is meant to evoke that feeling that bobby rude does that's why we use the line we throw our hands up when we're doing the show um it's sort of a case by case some people are more about it than others some other people are like super serious about it um i think that there is uh, certainly a line when you start to use the actual music or use the actual like audio from something else that gets into like the legal aspect of things. But when you're using something and you're 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 evoking the emotion or you're you're referencing it, I think a great example is um, uh, Miley Cyrus just did that with Bruno Mars. Just just her most recent drop. You know what I mean? Very much like evoking the the lines of "I could have bought you flowers," doing yeah. like and and changing it on its head. It's it's very much like that. It's depends on who you're doing it to. Some people are super cool about it. Some people aren't. I was lucky enough that WWE was really cool with it because like they were like, "Yeah, it's great." Nice. Like, uh, just hang out with us. And, and I was a ambassador when they came through here not too long ago for Raw, and I got to be front row and do all that stuff, and that was really fun. But yeah, so that's kind of how it worked. Glorious worked out that way. And what what a great intro song, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. For mm, sure. One of the one of the best one of the best to come out in I want to say the last five years, last five ten years. Bobby Roode's intro music was like it it made him. It did make him. Like it, it made him. Like, and then you the put it with the song, entrance and the way he played it off. It was perfect. It, it they missed opportunity for like a major world champion. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There, yeah, there are very few people whose entrance music really resonated with the audience. I think Shinsuke was another one. They ended up changing it because they wanted him to be heel. It's like, his music was so great. It's so great. It was number one on iTunes. Like, right. Shinsuke Nakamura's music was number one on iTunes. Like, his entrance music didn't have any words in it. Right. Just... That is so dope. Like, that is, it's, the, it's one of my favorite intro songs. And I think now, and this is this goes for both uh, AEW, WWE, TNA theme songs are kind of like people have just like some for some reason thought that that's not important anymore and it is so right. important because right. I keep thinking like there's a lot of people in these wrestling worlds that their their intro music is bland it's bland it's yeah. it, it needs some seasoning give me something yeah. so uh yeah I I I I love me a good intro intro song who who currently has your favorite intro that like when they come out you're like, oh, I can't wait! I can't wait till so and so comes out so I can hear their music. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good one. Um, I will say Jungle Boys is growing on me. I I'm with the ooh, <laughs> the classic ooh, old school, yeah, ooh. yeah. That 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 I know that's not going to be able to be sustainable forever. He's not going to want to be Jungle Boy for the rest of his career. So like, I get that that's probably going to go away. But that was growing up. That one's growing on me. Um. I love Bray Wyatt's new theme. Yeah. I think that's really, again, I think that's really good. I wish they would get a mic on the crowd because once people start knowing it, hearing everyone being like, can I be brother? I think it's really going to like, it'll take it from like, this is a really cool entrance to like, this is like a moment like yeah. that everyone waits to do. Yeah. So I will say that Bray Wyatt's new song is is up there. Um, "Carry On My Wayward Son" by the Elite. Yeah, that was when I, when they first did it. When they first came back, first night, yeah, that first night. I remember going like that was worth every cent they paid for it. That is the dopest thing. Because WWE, one of the things that they will never do, they don't license songs that you know. Yeah. 
because yeah. they want to own it. They want to own everything about it. They want to keep it. They don't want to pay royalties to nobody. So it's like it, Ronda Rousey was the last, like it was, it was CM Punk and it was Ronda Rousey. The only two people who have songs that I can think of that are from people that they didn't commission. Right. Maybe Triple H might've commissioned a song right. and Bray Wyatt commissioned a song. But like most of these people don't do that. So like, when I heard Carry On My Wayward Son, and then, don't you cry no more, boom, do, do, lights. Do, do, and you're just yeah. like, I was just, I, 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 I turned to, I turned around, and I was just like, that was worth every cent they paid for it. Like, it is, that is the dopest thing. It, it It's so, like, it's so AEW. I don't know how right. else to express right. it. It's so AEW, but in a way that it is, uh, Mm, it, it's it's beautiful. So those are probably my favorites right now. Street Profits is a is is a is, yeah. a, is a close second, um, and then mm, I'm trying to think. The fact that I can't that it's not coming up shows you that it's not great. Shinsuke Nakamura obviously still has a great intro. Right. Finn Balor used to have a great intro. Yeah, like, I agree. I agree. It. I agree. Butchered it. The Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins knows how to make all of his intros interesting. Okay. The, the, whoa. That's what I was gonna. Like, he did that. That The song itself is boring. Yeah. It's everybody doing it that makes it fun. The song itself is not really all that interesting. Yeah. It's And Seth Rollins made it. Because yeah. before it was just boring. And the Burn It Down isn't even cool anymore. No one even sings. No. Burn It Down Nobody anymore. yells it at but the beginning. Nobody yells it. But now everyone does the oh, well. Whoa, whoa, and that's pretty good. I personally think that Becky Lynch needs to change her music. I get that everybody knows it, which it comes yeah, out, but it's not I the steampunk. Think, she's not the steampunky character anymore. Yeah, I really think that they, they, that song's kind of it, it, it's a little weird. Charlotte Flair's got a decent enough one, but it, it, it's still a little odd. You know, it's still like still makes you think of Rick Flair, right, and I get right. that. Like she, that's what the point. But it's kind of just like maybe give her her own thing to do. And damage controls is god awful. <laughs> it is god. Their heels just for making us hear it every right. week. <laughs> like it is so bad. That's the worst thing they've done was to subject people to that god awful song week after week. All right. Next question for you, and, it, and this is very similar. Who do you want to make wrestling intro music for, and who do you oh. think would fit you? Her business, her business, nice. Her business. If if I could, if they said the her business is getting back together, um, we need a theme song, in an instant, in an instant, I'll do it for a song. Like it, it that is, I think that yeah. is the most underrated faction that we've had in a minute. And it came down love, too quick. It came too quick. Um, I really think they. I hopefully they bring it back. I saw what? some people talking about the street profits. I was going to say that. I was business. just going to say that. Yeah, that would be awesome. I think. I think that'd be so dope. Let's get it. Let's make it pop in. Shelton Benjamin is another person I'd write some uh, oh, uh, theme music for. Um, the underrated, you know, the dragon, the dragon whip, the OG, the gold standard. Like the like, honestly, like the, the most devastating Shawn Michaels super kick of all time. Really, like, come on, Sh- like Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin walked so all of these people that are doing stuff today could run. He is, they owe him everything. Right. right. And so I would do a song for him easy. And then the New Day as well. I think I would do really well. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone. I would just like to see you go out with them. And just oh, do stuff with them. <laughs> if y'all know the new day, tell them that I, I I would do anything. I would do anything. Um, John Cena, just because it would make me millions of dollars. Right. <laughs> just because it would make me millions of dollars, I'd do it. I think that would be a lot of fun. And then um, Ricky Starks over in AEW. Oh, yeah. I love Ricky Starks. He's, I uh, think I would, do, I would do that. Very under... Like, when I first saw him, I was like, you know... There's, mm-hmm. People always say they're so little. There's, but then I saw him in there with MJF. I'm like, he's not little. Jesus Christ, no. he's he's no, great. No. Like he's I great, like the so. character and I like the stuff he says. And that last promo mm-hmm. he did was was moving. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I, I I'll do that. That's my AEW pick. But most of it's in WWE because that's us. That's where I that's where I live. Right. Right. Let's talk about Justice Frontline Eight. Let's talk about. Let's Justice talk Frontline about 8. it. How did Shout this come about? 
Um, for those that don't know, it's an amazing nonprofit organization that you started. And, and uh, t- tell me about it because I, like I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And I, I didn't know that that was you. I didn't, you know, so, so tell me, tell me, tell me, <laughs> you know, JFA is an amazing group. They are a group of volunteers, all volunteers here in the twin cities. And basically what we do is we provide first aid as well as protest help supplies, uh, making sure that people get home safely from all sorts of um, actions. And we started off in 2020 after the murder of George Floyd, we were taking care of our community and it's just kind of become an organization unto itself. So many awesome and amazing people inside of it. Like, it is the bomb. So that's essentially what we do. We just take care of our community the best way we can. We go to schools. We talk to them about protest safety and, and protest history. Um, it's a lot of education. It's a lot of uh, making sure that people get home safe. Like that's our whole job. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You guys have classes, it looks like. You got a classroom. People can volunteer. They can click justicefrontlineaid.org, everyone, if you want to check yes. it out. It's an amazing, amazing organization. Yes, uh, official so nonprofit, super great. So if you want to do donations or something like that, it's tax deductible, super dope. We work really hard to make sure that we can be there from our community in all the ways that we can. Yeah, how far spread is that now at this point? Is it we still are, mostly Minnesota? But you're in a few states. It's mostly Minnesota. It's mostly Minnesota, but we um we also have given our services to the Midwest in general. We also took a bunch of people down to Washington D.C. for the anniversary of the Million Man March, which was okay. really cool. And 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 uh, you bring a lot of families of, of of victims of police brutality out there, so they could join their voices with the people out there. So that was really cool. So we take uh we take a lot of pride of kind of being able to stretch ourselves where we're needed okay cool cool so hopefully all our listeners can go and uh yes please and check that out you have some shows coming up tell us about your shows shows and events yes i got some really cool things coming up i am well the first thing is the best the big thing i want to tell people because that's gonna make sure you hit them with the realness on saturday your boy is going to be, I don't know what's going on with my computer. I'm sorry. I was like trying to pull up my stuff. And keep <laughs> zooming back and forth to different stuff. But the uh, the music video for my uh, song, Wait for Graves, from my Heaven album is going to be out everywhere, which is really cool. Okay. Um, so you can find it on Nerdy TV, which is my video service where you can listen to music you can see fun shows and we have fun shows coming out even more funny things that are coming up in the next couple uh months and weeks so we got that so on saturday we have that also if you're here in the twin cities on the third of february you'll hear it here first because i don't think anyone else has said it and it's not a secret but i'm going to be doing the halftime show of the timberwolves game so be sure to be there that's going to be a lot of fun and then well i want you to keep your eyes and ears open because on january 31st i'm going to be announcing a brand new something something that is coming out i can't tell anyone to just now but it's real cool Mm. and it's going to be something i think that hopefully everybody will enjoy but i but outside of concerts i'm also on a new dnd uh live stream game which is starts tomorrow on the dice cream sandwich twitch it's uh it's called hell on earth i'll be playing a character named peace the pride breaker i'm very excited for this build it is a level 20 campaign so we're talking about some massive pew 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 some massive pew 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 people okay <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. So if you like if you're into that sort of thing, you check it out. And then I'm also going to be in another game that I don't know if it's been announced yet, but it's gonna be called Secrets of the Core. And I'm really excited to play a character named Tag, who is a wizard graffiti artist. <laughs> It's going to be really interesting. So check it out. I got a lot of cool stuff coming up. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Are you going to get those paints that you can paint like actual physical things and be like, like in the, in the air? Yeah. Or you could go up to a building and you paint a, a, a door in there and then you open the door and, and walk open through. the door and walk through it. Yeah. We're <laughs> talking about full cartoon Hanna-Barbera power level here. <laughs> <laughs> nice well that's awesome everybody go and check those out uh people that are in the live stream you have the link to the dice cream sandwich go ahead and give them a follow you're yes. on twitter at nerdy rocks 
Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Nerdy Rocks. TikTok, right. Nerdy Rocks. Everything. Facebook, backslash Nerdy Club. Yep. Patreon, backslash Nerdy Rocks. Yes. You can check out your website at nerdyrock.com. And you're on Spotify and all the music, all the music's places. And again, place. check out justicefrontlineaid.org. The Marvelous Pigments. Somebody in our live chat says Marvelous Pigments. That's what it is. Yeah. Marvelous Pigments. Marvelous Pigments. Everybody listening to the podcast, uh, thank you for listening to the show. People in our live stream, stick around. We're going to do some live Q&As. All of your questions that you have asked and some of your comments as well, uh, we will get to here in a little bit. Uh, But first, I want to talk about tomorrow, Tuesday the 24th, uh, which is again, tomorrow for you and me, uh, live here. We're going to have a special live stream here on Twitch. Uh, we're going to be joined by urban fantasy author Hunter Blaine of the Preternatural Chronicles. He's also got a new comic Ooh. book author, uh, comic book series that's out. He's got his first book, his second book's on the way. Uh, he's so. going to be joining us. We're also going to be joined by author Justin Leslie of the Max Abaddon series. He's also part of the Zombie Sinking Man series of books. Both of their books are narrated by one Luke Daniels, Hall of Fame audiobook narrator, who is also going to be joining us. All three of them are going to be here on Twitch to play Dead by Daylight. Oh so my join us here, twitch.tv slash epic underscore realms, if you want to saw it, see uh, that amazing crew playing Dead by Daylight together. Uh, live February 6th, we're going to be joined by fantasy author Jess Montefield. She wrote the amazing Dragon of Shadow and Air series, as well as the Sheridan series. That podcast will be available the 7th. Again, it will be live on the 6th. Live February 20th, Cobalt Press's Cobalt in Chief, Wolfgang Bauer, is going to be joining us. He's going oh, to talk hey. about Cobalt Press. Yeah, yeah. Cobalt Press, the creation, the evolution. Maybe we'll get into their new RPG system that they're creating and putting together. So that's going to be February 20th. The podcast will be available the 21st. So follow us, give a rate, review, push all the buttons. Make sure to give those reviews. It helps us and it helps our guests. It really does. So please do that. Thank you all for listening. For Nerdy, I am Nick, and I'd like to thank you all for listening to Epic Realms. Well, there you are. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. And I do hope that you come back and join us again for Epic Realms. <laughs>